Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Before we begin with our wonderful interview today for Stories of Reinvention, let's go ahead and take our golden pause. So wherever you are, sit comfortably. And if you're doing something else, just use this as a deep breathing exercise to get really present in whatever you're doing. But if you can, sit down and place your palms open on your lap. And just begin to breathe with me, breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of your breath. And on the exhale, release and let go. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, let go of what doesn't serve you. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. On the exhale, let go of any tension you feel. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, relax and sink in a little bit more. And this time, as you breathe in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you breathe in that golden gratitude through your heart, through your mind, through your core, exhale, release, and let go. Breathing in pure golden gratitude to every cell of your being. On the exhale, let go of what doesn't serve you. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, allow that gratitude to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And breathing in that golden gratitude to every cell of your being, on the exhale, allow it to wash over you again, like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And taking one last deep breath in, filling your heart, filling your mind, filling your entire being with golden gratitude. On the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Ah. Ah. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to welcome Leslie Cooster. She is our guest today for the Stories of Reinvention series. Um, I chose her for a very special reason, and you'll know in a few moments why. Um, Leslie is a multiple seven-figure e-commerce brand owner whose business back from Bali offers women bohemian chic clothing ethically made in Bali. The success of Back From Bali affords Leslie the life of her dreams, and she is passionate about igniting and inspiring other women entrepreneurs to rise 
while they create the financial and personal freedom they crave. We're going to hear about Leslie's story, but her well-earned knowledge is born from her experience. In her mid-50s, she was able to ricochet her back from Bali clothing business from five figures to multiple millions. She's now helping other women entrepreneurs of all ages realize their dreams and grow their business. Today, Leslie empowers women to live their true freedom by teaching them how to create a business that aligns with their deeper core values, enabling women to work in the way that brings ease and flow into their daily lives so they can live truly fulfilled. You can expect Leslie's new book out coming in the fall of 2021. And with over 30 years of experience as an entrepreneur, Leslie's passion inspires women to pursue entrepreneurship in order for them to step into their independence, know their value, develop their feminine power, and earn the kind of money that creates freedom. Welcome, Leslie Cooster. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, too. I'm so happy to be here with you. Ah, me too. Well, I invited you on the podcast because I love so much your story of just you pursuing your passion, pursuing your dreams, and that you have several reinvention stories in your background. And so I want to back up from before you um, came up with this beautiful idea to bring these clothing, these ethically made clothing line from Bali. Like what were you doing back before that? And how old were you? Back not before about your age, I know. <laughs> not to me, not to necessarily talk about your age, but just yeah, to yeah. give the audience background. You know, like you were in your twenties, yeah. thirties were. Yeah. So okay, in my early thirties, I was living in New York City and I was working in a, a public relations company. I've never really been very good at jobs, I have to say. I've never really excelled in jobs, but I had a job because I needed a job. And there was a, a certain things that happened had to do with personal things um, and uh, separation with, with my first husband at the time. And my apartment got robbed. And because my apartment got robbed, I was able to get insurance money. And what I decided to do with that insurance money was to go traveling. And so I went to Indonesia. I always was very drawn to, to Indonesia. I don't know why I saw those islands on the map. And I just thought that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go traveling by myself. And I did. And I went traveling for about uh, seven months. But then with all good, fun things, I had to come back to New York again and I needed to get a job. And I really didn't want to get a job anymore. I, I, I didn't love working for other people. I did not like working in office buildings. I had, you know, that feeling that so many people have that Sunday nights are really tough and you don't want to get up and go to work. And, you know, you have two weeks vacation and like there's so many restrictions of your freedom. And after experiencing traveling like that for seven months, I was really not wanting to get a job, but I needed to. I was sitting on my bed in my little apartment in the East Village 
I had the New York Times open because that's how you found jobs back then. This is probably early 90s, I would say, something like that. And I was looking through the newspaper to try to find a job. And there just was not one job in the entire newspaper that I wanted to have. And then all of a sudden, I had like a light bulb moment. And I just remembered the this beautiful children's clothing that I had seen when I was traveling in Bali, Indonesia. And I just, I grabbed my, my, my calculator, opened the drawer, grabbed the calculator. I started punching in numbers like, okay, how much is going to cost me to fly back? How much is the clothes going to cost me? How am I going to sell it? Where am I going to sell it? And I started doing all these numbers and I realized that there was no way I was not going to make some kind of profit unless the clothing was stolen. That was the only way. And I decided to go for it. Now, back then, you were able to get really cheap flights um, if you were like a, a carrier of some document. And you, you know, now it just seems like the most insane thing. But I was able to go back to Indonesia for you know ridiculous amount of money, fifty dollars or a hundred dollars. Can't do that anymore. And I went back and I hit the streets. I literally walked the streets and went to shop after shop. I was attracted to the, the children's clothing, beautiful, colorful batiks. And I just bought and I stuffed the clothing into my big, huge duffel bag. And because back then you can also bring a lot more luggage than you can now. And I brought it back to New York. I registered for a street fair because in New York City, they had street fairs every single weekend from April going until October. I bought a folding table. I somehow got all of the clothing and the folding table into the taxi and set it up at the booth. And at that time, I had never sold anything in my life. I knew nothing about sales. And luckily, my mom did a bit. And so she helped me. And my table was stormed by women, literally like one of those frenzies of people grabbing and because they'd never seen anything quite like it. It was not common. And I, at the end of that day, I had $800 cash sitting in my hand and I was like, wow. And I didn't have that much stuff left over. And literally within two weeks, I was back on the plane and I bought more clothes. And that is how I launched my business, which is called Back From Bali. I didn't want to get a job. There was I would have done anything to to not get a job and that was my motivation. And I think what's really important is that we often have these thoughts like I wonder, you know, like I wonder if I jumped on a plane and went to Indonesia. You know, I wonder if I quit my job. I wonder if I started doing something else. And I think those I wonder questions are really big keys and we need to really pay attention to them because they're 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 like an opening for us to do something different. And that's how I started my business is by following my I wonder. Yeah. So what I want to highlight for our listeners, um, Leslie, and is that, first of all, like many of us, when we go through a reinvention, we go through it because something rocks our world. So Leslie talked about how, you know, initially she was going through a separation. She had a robbery. She had some things happening in her life that, that 
sort of made her stop in her direction, you know, and, and really like go through, like she knew she needed to go through some kind of journey. I, that's what I'm sensing is, is more of a soul kind of journey in order to just recover, you know, probably recover from the loss of that breakup and, you know, where you were at that time in your life, it was a transition time. And so many of the people that um, I work with and that come to my program, my What Now program, come to me because they too have gone through um, a massive change and transition. And it just puts you at that, that, that road, that kind of that street sign that says, which direction am I going to go? And a lot of times we don't know what direction we're going to go. We don't have a map to follow. What I love so much about your story, Leslie, is that what you followed was that deep knowing, you know, ultimately that deep knowing that what you really didn't want and sometimes what we don't want can be the most highest indication of where we should go. You know, you followed that deep of, I don't want to get another regular job. And then your inspiration kicked in because of course, that's what happens to us when we open up, when we, we listen to our heart and our deepest longings, we open up to greater guidance and to inspiration, to more of a soul yearning and longing. And I love that so much that you listened and that, you know, you, you, you just kept following those breadcrumbs of inspiration where now, how did you, at that point, when you um, started your business, how did you learn to grow it? Cause that's the next stage is you've got, you've seeded the dream. Now you have a vision, you know, you can do it, but then how did you grow it? <laughs> yeah. And I just want to, you know, and, and also I just want to say, I agree with you. It's, it's really is through difficult experiences that we have that like forces us to go in those directions. And at the time you don't know where you're going, but something is pushing you because of tragedies or difficulties. So I can't agree with you more, but how did I grow it? You know, it took me a really long time. You know, I, I, you know, I'm not sitting here going like I built a multiple seven figure business in one year. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, we're like, that's it. That's what I did. You know, the truth is from the time I went and jumped on the plane to Indonesia to the time that my business was really starting to take off was a period of, you ready for this? Like 17 years. Okay. So it, it took me a really long time for several reasons. One of them is because I never got honest with myself enough at the beginning to realize that I really wanted money. And so, (laughs) you know, I just kind of went in a lot of different directions, but I just started. um, And one thing leads to the other. So I, I have clothing, I'm selling it at street fairs. I started selling it at more street fairs. I started selling it at Christmas markets. And then, you know, all of a sudden the, the internet is born. This is literally in the 90s. There, there was no websites. There were no there was no internet. Or it was just starting. You know, I got myself online. And it, so it was like really slowly, step by step by step that it happened. And very, very slowly. What changed for me after many, many years was that I mean, my the reason why I, I really didn't want to be in a company is because of freedom. And I think I said it before, I was so wanting freedom in my life to do what I want, live where I want, not have to, you know, t- 
ask a boss for vacation. So freedom was my number one value. But I didn't also have another thing I wanted. I had the freedom, but I didn't really have the money or a lot of money. I was fine. It was okay. I was making at that time, I don't know, it was something around 60000 a year. What happened to me was that I got to a point where I made a very conscious decision. That's it. I want to be more successful. I felt very frustrated with myself. By now, I'm like in my early 50s and I've had a great life and I have a great new relationship and life is great. But I knew that I had more in me and I knew I could be doing much better than I was doing. Yeah, I lived a free life. I could do what I want, but I knew I had a a power inside of me that I was not accessing and I was not accessing it truthfully because of fears that I didn't even know I had. But I decided that's it. That's it. I want to make money and I want to build, I want to, I want to be successful. It's what I want to do. Um, At that time, I even had two businesses, right? And so it wasn't that I wasn't a hard worker or that I didn't have good ideas, but I wasn't focused and I hadn't made my decision. So I did. And so your question is, how does it get successful is, well, first of all, you have to make that decision that that's what you want. And that's, you know, that, you know, that you have a a burning desire for that. That's, that's your yearning. That's your wanting. And then the second thing is you have to get help. You have guidance. And, and honestly, that's what it is. I started to take action such as going to conferences to learn things and to learn how to build businesses, to learn about my business, which is e-commerce. I sell on my website and I sell on Amazon. So I went to conferences. At the conferences, I was inspired by other people. Oh my God, I met someone I remember who was doing 40,000 a month on Amazon and you know something insane to me at that time. Now I do that multiple. I I love also want to highlight for listeners, you know, the idea that, you know, there's a, there's a couple of really wise things you said. I mean, it's all very wise, but first of all, there's no overnight success, but you have to get to a point where you have to decide. And I know that in your story, you know, what I love so much about it is that um, we're going to go into the next reinvention that she went into right now because this is this ties into where she's at. Um, so I met Leslie um, because she uh, decided that she wanted to write a book. And so she joined our Book Doula's Book Incubator program. But it came at a time where um, she was traveling to Bali and she... <clears throat> While she thought she might really benefit from the recordings, which I'm sure she did, she we she never really got to really fully participate in the program because she was busy, um, you know, running her back from Bali business. And during that cycle of our program, she couldn't attend. And then I know her father passed away, and she was um, going through very deep grief. And something in me, you know, so she she had signed up for this one um, book incubator. And, and we didn't, you know, she, she couldn't go, but I never really heard from her, but something in me just said one day I woke up and I was like, invite Leslie Cooster to come to the next book incubator. 
you know, see if it's the right time for her, because I just had this really strong intuition about her that it might be a better time for her. And I did know that she was going through deep grief around her father's passing. And I thought, well, this might be a really fertile time for her. And so I'm going to stop there and let you tell the story from there because boy, has she been on fire since. And what I, what I'm going to highlight for you to listen to is that all this 17 years that she took to get where she is, you all can benefit from now. Let's hear how. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I built this business and I've been very conscious of like, there's quite a few things that went into it. And I would love to share that with other people. I would love to help other women entrepreneurs and teach them what, what you do and how you build a business and, and what's behind it. And so I had this, you know, this yearning or these ideas because I felt like, you know, I wanted more in my life than than just to run my business. I did my business. It's a successful business. I'm proud of myself, but I I always been interested in in helping. I actually have my master's in clinical social work. So I have a background in in that and love the idea of helping other women and inspiring them. And so yeah, I heard about this course and I signed up for the course. I I was really excited to do it, uh, but I didn't do it because, as Christine said, I I had to then travel back to Bali, so I was distracted. And then I think COVID hit too, and I think it was in April or something like that when you contacted me, and I was in a really down place because I had this, as you said, my father passed. I had this like deep yearning to to like get this stuff out of me that I, I I know all this stuff now I know all this this information and I kept wanting to share it and I felt I felt completely invisible that's the best thing I can say I felt really invisible in my life which is an awful feeling and it's also a feeling that I think a lot of women experience too that they have these gifts inside of themselves but they don't really get it out you contacted me and I just got tears in my eyes when that email came in. I feel it now still, you know, and you just said, you know, we're starting another one. And I was thinking, you know, and you gifted it to me too, which was so nice of you. And so I was so excited and it immediately gave me like something to, I don't know, focus on or something. And yeah. And then I just hit the road and it's like, the, it was like, I had no container and all of a sudden you gave me a container to just put all of this into. Boy, has she been on fire? I mean, we've been working with Leslie, um, Deborah Evans, especially right now in birthing her book. And it's just turning into the most beautiful book. Every time I read something that Leslie has written, I'm so excited by it. I'm so excited for the world to be able to hear her voice and how enthusiastic she is and the things that she has to say that women really need to hear. And when she talks about really helping women rise, boy, when you read this book, you are going to rise. You're going to own things about yourself that maybe you feel culturally have been somewhat suppressed. I know I did, you know, um, I don't want to give too much away because I just want everybody to be so excited that when it comes out, um, we'll have you back on the podcast to talk specifically about your book. But I just want you to see how Leslie's gone through another reinvention. You know, 
not that she's letting go of this incredible business that she's, um, you know, raised up from birth from a baby, but she's taking that business and branding herself in a way that's very powerful for others in a way of service so that she can help bring others up, you know, to a higher level in their businesses. And I don't think there's anybody more capable to do that than Leslie Cooster. So I think where can people find out more about you, Leslie? Yeah, thank you, Chris. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's called also the same on Facebook too, Leslie Cooster. Yeah. Can you just repeat that if yes. froze for a second there? Leslie Cooster Official. So it's L E S L I E K U S T E R official, all one word. So follow me on Leslie Cooster official. Also, I love doing videos to help other women too. So find me on YouTube. I have my own channel. Please subscribe to YouTube, Leslie Cooster. And that's, those are really the best ways. I'm, I love sharing uh, tips and help and everything. And, and those are the best places to find me, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Great. And we will put that in the show notes too. And like I said, Leslie, as soon as your book is ready to come out, I want to have you back on just to really premiere and celebrate with you. And, and I just want to say, you know, I, I just love everything you're doing. I enjoy so much um, watching you on Instagram. Um, I know you did a free course recently that was very successful. I would have loved to have joined that too. Um, and I know that there's just a lot to come. So please watch for Leslie Cooster. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been such a pleasure to hear your journey and your story of your stories of reinvention. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Thanks so much. All right, everyone, come back again. Listen in. We've got some great stories coming on the stories of reinvention. Don't sweat the small stuff. Live the big stuff. This is Christine Carlson. Bye for now. Christine Carlson invites you to rediscover who you are now find a sense of renewed purpose, and reveal your most vibrant self by joining her popular What Now program. Whether you're a new empty nester, transitioning in your career, recently heartbroken or divorced, undergoing the body and hormone changes of midlife, or just feeling void of everyday passion, it's easy to feel stuck and disengaged. This is why Christine created a six-week mentorship program just for you. The What Now course offering will lead you through the waves of change and transition to get you unstuck from the mundane of daily life, making it easier for you to find passion and ease. Each week's lesson is offered as an online audio teaching, so you can listen anytime and anywhere. Each teaching is accompanied by an in-depth workbook to make the learning deep, profound, and enjoyable as you embark on a new chapter in your journey. There's no better way to take your what now and use it to awaken your most vibrant life of joy. Register today at christinecarlson.com forward slash vibrant life.